Hello and welcome back to the Coaching Roundtable podcast. I am your host, Daniel Ferugia, and I'm joined by my two other friendly hosts, Ashley Drew. Howdy, everybody. Welcome. And Isabel Ross. Hello. Very good. Look at that. That was who's like who, someone's someone's tinking a teacup. Oh, sorry, my watch banged my coffee cup. Jesus. Yeah, that's it. We're, yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's really? good to see that coffee is being consumed. Well, what I was coffee, doing they was go I together, was, don't they? I was in the process of turning up the tens machine that I have on my calf, and my and my watch clunked. Yeah, clinked my coffee cup. Ah, so. fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. Is so it one with tens? wires or is it all built in? Wires. It's one with wires. Yeah, yeah, so it's all connected up because I've got – it's got eight electrodes on, so I've got them, well, on my thigh and on my calf. Right, Can okay. you uh, give us a bit of insight why you're doing that? You're a bit sore? Um, this this quad thing, that's something I've had for years. It's just the, the hip flexor sometimes hurts. And the um, calf, I've had compartment syndrome in there for a while, which has really – been hindering my running, but I'm finding if I use a TENS machine for an hour a day, then it doesn't hurt. Right. Cool. So, mm-hmm. Interesting. Use, use what works. Yeah. I've, I've heard good things about the TENS machine. I am a huge fan of the TENS machine. I first got one when I first had um, sciatica, and um, it got rid of it. So, you know, ever since then, I'm, yeah, I use them quite frequently. It's just electrodes, isn't it? And it's just... Yeah. Yeah. electricity and i mean it's meant to be that it changes the um somehow other resets the body's perception of pain but i think it also increases blood flow and that sort of stuff yeah personally well it's tensing a muscle so yeah tense relax tense relax yeah, yeah exactly so it's got to increase lymphatic flow at the very least exactly so um yeah so i find like if i don't use the tens machine it's because i use it i don't use it before i run I've already run. I have to use it during the day, the day before I run. If I don't, then the calf is annoying. Mm. So it's not like I'm using it just before as pain relief. That's why I'm saying it's not just pain relief Very per good. se. Well, it's an yeah. interesting that you were mm. talking, that you, like that you're using that today because it sort of feeds into mm. today's topic because today we're getting – and you mentioned Jesus before. Um, <laughs> and you said Jesus. Because we're, we're a bit religious today. You said, oh, Jesus. I mean, I think that. I think I say it so often I probably don't even notice. Exactly. But That's terrible. We're doing the Ten Commandments today. Yes. The Ten Commandments of training for trail and ultras, mm-hmm. trail, trail running and ultras. So what, and these are. These I feel are like good. we should have had a drum roll there or something, but yeah. Oh, look, maybe I'll throw one in, uh, <laughs> in the edit. So, um the Ten Commandments of Trail and Ultra Training is actually what we're doing today. And so these are the ten top things that we could come up with, the three of us, okay. uh, that we sh- you should do or be doing um, for success, essentially. Yes. And, and um, it's not a, it was not an easy thing to come up with. And I still think no. that the, the list could change. And I... That guarantee we're going to get some people who disagree with us 
and yeah, guaranteed. We're going to disagree with each other. And so mm -hmm. that's exciting. Because even though there is a commandment there, we may disagree on the nuances of that commandment. We may agree that, yes, that's important, but then we may not necessarily agree on how to apply that. Yes. That is true. That mm -hmm. is very true. And this is, I guess... The and we have been going back and forth uh, more intensely for about seven days with this. Yeah. And, and, and the intensity has increased with our back and forth about narrowing down <laughs> What do you mean intensity? It sounds well, like we've been so, getting aggro with each other. No, we haven't been getting aggro with each other. No, we've I know been, we haven't, but just it's worded like that. We've been messaging back and forth and then it's just become yeah. more intense as we've come to the point where we're going, hang on, Crap, we, we, actually have to need, make a decision. We, we actually have to make a decision and have yeah. 10. Yeah, exactly. So, so we easily true. agreed on about five to seven of them and then after that it became a little bit, more abstract. Yeah. Yes. And but, but so what we do, we had like about 17 different things overall, and mm. yeah, we've had to refine it. So what we might do, I thought, we've all got the list in front of us, have we? Um, I've yes. got the list in front of us. Well, uh, how do you, I, I don't know how to. I just click on the thing that says change vote. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. I can click on that. Yeah. Yep, so yep, we've got, got our it, little got survey it. here, team. Yep. And um, I, I thought we might start, and look, they're in no particular order because they're all of varying degrees of importance at different times. Yeah. And so we're not, I mean, you could rank them, but they're not really ranked, you know what I mean? So we'll just, um, and I, look, I think we'll do in one, we'll take it in turns at introducing a topic. Yeah. And so people can know we're trying to be as broad as possible, but sometimes it won't come off as broad. So we'll, shall we just jump in? Let's just I reckon jump just in. jump in. Yeah. We'll start with caveats. Top of the list. Um, and you've got to I say thou. You've got to use the fancy language. Oh yes, it it will be done properly. I've been we've been we've etched it on stone tablets. That's I've right. Been, <laughs> we are atop the mountain. mountain. Yes. Yes. And you've come back down, and with the with these tablets, okay. Um, and they're not salt like tablets. No, they're not salt tablets. <laughs> uh, Isabel, would you like to go first? Want to do the one from the top of the list? All right. It says, "Thou shalt run on a variety of terrains." <laughs> that is commandment number one. Very good. Okay. So yes. Yeah, so basically, um, don't always run on the road. Don't always run on the trails. You know, yep. run on the road. Run on the trails. Run on the track. Um, run on the grass. Run the grass. Yes, grass is great for doing drills on. Mm -hmm. um, yes, so, and the reasoning behind this, of course, is it strengthens the body in different ways and it also relieves the body in different ways, as in the stress of running on concrete, which is much more impactful than, say, dirt or grass. What are some other benefits, do you think? Well, balance, running on the trails, you're developing balance. Yep. Yeah, better proprioception. Mm, yeah. Yep. Definitely. Mental health, running in the in the bush. Yeah. Um, when we talked, we mentioned terrain. Mm -hmm. Just we're talking more about what your foot is landing on, not so much the the steepness of it. Yeah. I mean, it could you could also say it's good to not always run on the flat. Like you know, even if you're training for a flat marathon, it's still mm. good to run on undulations and some hills occasionally. Once again, for the same sort of reasons, just to mix it up and change the muscles that are being used, and um, just to yeah, you know, stimulate different systems and, and for the, you know, less mental fatigue. Um, and, yeah, so I, I would still say that that's important. 
Yeah. This is um we're starting out easy because this is one we all agree on. So yes. Yeah. We can um. Do you have anything to add, Ashley, or should or should we go on to the next one? Because I feel like we're well, gonna... I was I was just thinking, what are all the different surfaces that you guys run on? Okay. I basically so if, if I was if I was to list mine just from this morning's run, I ran concrete, tarmac, asphalt. Tarmac and, and asphalt are the same, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, same, same. Uh, yeah. And then I ran uh, decomposed granite, sand, rock. Yeah, well, yeah, that's probably right. We don't that's we don't all it. have the luxury of being able to do that in one run, but yeah. yeah, I mean, in general, I would say you know just dirt trails, bitumen, concrete, you know, gravel path, yeah. and actually, running track. Yeah, I've I've run I I can't add it. I run on um, concrete and and bitumen a fair bit. I've got mm. plenty of rocky trails, um, mm. um, sandy trails, like sort of. Dirt, like slippery dirt, if you that yeah. makes yeah clay, um, clay, yeah. Like and when it get and also uh, we'll get down to the conditions that the because mm, that's another yeah. thing altogether. But um, the um, here's a thing that I know a lot of people ask me is how much of each. So mm, and, mm. and I guess that comes into in my mind is um, specificity, which we talked about a few weeks back, you know, so obviously if you're training for a road marathon, you're going to have to run on the road a fair bit, but still would want to have some of the softer surfaces to run on. Yeah. yeah. Time. But, um, and vice versa, if you're running on a very stiff, you're going to be doing a technical trail ultra, you want to run on technical mm. terrain a fair bit. But once again, you don't want to just limit yourself to that because running on the bitumen and concrete helps to keep your um, leg speed up and yeah. means you can concentrate on pace and sometimes you do need to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Hence the benefits. You, sorry. Do you guys mm. um, read race reviews to get All the time. Uh, an idea of the ter- of the yes. the actual services that are on the in the race? Yeah, yeah more so the, the website yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? All right, we better move on yes. because we've got ten. We've got ten, yes. Okay, this is a massive one. This is you, who did the first one, Ashley? Me. Oh, and Isabel. Okay, Ashley. Yes. Would you like to do number two? In well, your the the next one is apply the eighty twenty rule. But no, it's thou that's shalt. not how you say it. Thou shalt. Oh, thou shalt apply the eighty twenty rule. That's better. Yes. Really make a difference. Anyway, eighty twenty. Yes, it makes a big difference. <laughs> What is the 80-20 rule? Let's give us, um, you know, I know what it is, but I'm being I'm being one of the uh, first-time listener right now. What is the 80-20 rule? It means, and I'm going to look it up now to get a better definition yeah. of what I'm going to come up with. But, uh, oh, God. Run. At- it's not. Just to say what's in your head. So, eighty percent of consequences come from twenty percent of causes. Oh, that's that's the that, well, that's that's actually how it's what? written as the original paper. Yeah. Well. So basically, it it is do do what is required in preparation for the race. So you need to do eighty percent of your results will come from twenty percent of your work. So mm. make sure your twenty percent of your work is appropriate. Okay. Well, so when you say appropriate, well, so let's talk about it. Yes, that's the original definition, terms. but let's talk about it. Yeah, in the run, in running terms, and how it is defined for for training, which is eighty percent easy, um, and twenty percent is your high intensity stuff. Is basically what we're is the nuts and bolts yeah. of it. Which right? stems from 
you want to give us the reference, Isabel? Well, that comes from the the Matt Fitzgerald book, you know, eighty twenty. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, and and it comes from the studies that they did on um, athletes um, who were t- coached by a variety of different coaches, some self-coached, some, you know, Olympic athletes, whatever. In general, what they find with the training was that if they were a successful athlete, eighty percent of the time they exercised easy, whether it was swimming, cycling, running, whatever the heck it was, and twenty percent of the time was high intensity. And yet, when they studied recreational athletes, it was probably the other way around. 20% was easy, yeah. yeah, 20% was easy and 80% was hard. Um, so the more successful athletes did more easy work and were really intense when they did their intense work, whereas the recreational athletes who, you know, were sort of more back of the packers tended to have it run the wrong way. And it's funny with that too because the um, the recreational athlete is often more pressed for time. And so they reckon that's yes. a lot of the logic behind it. Well, yes, well, exactly. I don't have as much time, so I better run faster yeah. to make up for it, you know, like, and where. And I totally get it. Yeah. And I can, I can see the appeal and think, wouldn't that be awesome if that worked? Yeah. But it doesn't. It doesn't, unfortunately. Yeah. So that's um, a good one. And so, and that 80%, the 20%, it's not just 20% as fast as you can. I mean, no, even no, no, off no. that 20%. A fair yeah. chunk of it is still probably only at your tempo pace, like, and, yes. and then and then there's only a very small chunk that's really fast, and then an even yeah. smaller chunk that's at your top end. And you yeah. and and it's not like every single week has to be eighty twenty. That's the other thing. No, no. It, yeah. I remember because one of the original guys, uh, Stephen Siler, Doctor Stephen Siler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was like, that's eighty twenty spread out over the course of an entire training year. Yeah. So. Yeah. So some weeks you'll be doing more and some weeks you'll be doing less, but that's yeah. that's it. That's good. All right. Lot, there's a lot in that. This is giving people opportunities to be making notes and going off and having a search if they don't really know these things. All right, let's do this. Yeah, the only next. thing that I, I would mean, like to, to add there yeah, is for all those people who are reading about professional athletes who are training ridiculous kilometres, um, which they do, after 20 years of building up to it, yeah, you don't have to do that to get no. good results. In fact, you'll probably get the reverse if you try to do that straight away. You mean the kilometres? Injured. You'll get, yeah, you'll get injured. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Doing big case, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 80-20 doesn't mean do 100 kilometres and do 80 kilometres easy and 20 kilometres um, uh, at a higher intensity. It could mean do 50 kilometres or and and apply that percentage rule, you know, or yes, yes, it, it doesn't exactly. matter what your what your weekly kilometres is, that rule still applies because you can still break it down into percentages. Yes, it is eighty percent, twenty percent, not eighty kilometres, twenty kilometres. Yeah, or miles. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> or, yeah, or miles. Yeah, even worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, and look, I, I think also too for a beginner runner, it's okay to go maybe ninety ten. You know. Yes. Yep. I yeah. agree. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Next one. I'll do this one. Well, yeah, it's your turn. It's the third commandment. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt strength train. You like that? That, no, was, no, no. that was me being very biblical. And, like, I'm trying to channel, um, what's his face? The guy with the beard. Moses. They've all yeah. they're all um, <laughs> uh, Well, we're so, amusing ourselves anyway. <laughs> I know. Strength training. Okay. This is going to be fun. All right. I'm going to – so, basically – it means basically lifting weights, and we're, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking lifting 
but weights could be body weight, but it could also yes, be. Yes. It's about um, isolation movements, isn't it? Doing movements yeah. that are uh, specific. Yeah, yeah, exercises that aren't running. Um, I mean, yes, hills are strength work in disguise and blah, blah, but we're talking specific strength training, which is core strength and, um, yeah, body weight and balance. And, you know, because you can, I'm like, even this morning when I was at the gym, I was doing my strength work on a, on a BOSU ball, you know, so I'm strengthening balance, my proprioception, but, but also lifting weights with it. So there's so much you can do. And especially, you know, um, once you're over the age of 30 and you start to lose muscle mass, it really becomes more important. Yes. Ashley's got a slightly different um, mm. take on I do. I, I personally just don't like going to a gym. Um, yeah, and that's fine. You don't have and, to. And mm. so my, my suggestion here is for those people who don't necessarily like going to a gym, strength training is anything between one and 30 reps of an exercise that wears you out. Yeah. So that exercise could be jumping up and down off a log which is my personal preference, or jumping from rock to rock. I can just or, see you doing that in the park, just jumping up and down off the log. I, I certainly have done that. Um, <laughs> and the other one's chucking a towel over a branch on a tree and doing chin-ups, uh, that sort of thing. That is my personal preference to to strength training rather than being inside a building lifting the mm. same weights that everybody lifts inside a building. So... But yeah. that's because you – see, but strength training doesn't have to be the way you described it, you know, inside a building doing this boring stuff. It doesn't have to be that. The strength no, that's training, why I said 10 yeah, to oh, 1 to yeah. 30 reps I, I, of anything I, um, that wears you out. But, but, yeah, but I program uh, – I uh, give my clients strength training programs and I get feedback that they love it, it's fun, It's they're yeah. feeling stronger. It's, it doesn't have to be – what I'm saying, Ashley, is that going into a gym does not have to be – crappy and boring and pushing machines and that sort of stuff. There are so many different ways that you can strength train in a gym or at home with, equi and with equipment that is, is fun and is worthwhile. Yep, totally yeah. agree with that. And I um, it's funny because you periodize a strength program too to fit in with your running. And mm, so yeah. um, I've been working a lot with um, with Kat Marks here in Adelaide who is a, yeah. is a trail runner and she's one of the um, – we work one-on-one -on -one and she has got my program. We're building up. She knows I'm building up for a miler and we're, she's building me up. I'm, I'm, I'm lifting heavier weights bit by bit, you know, she's doing, and she's doing like these movements that I never would have thought of, you know, I'm not going to do it myself. I'm, I'm, I'm handing over that. Um, cause she's, she's a highly experienced runner and strength and conditioning coach. And so she knows things that I don't know. So it's definitely yeah. beneficial to do. And like, the yes. benefit that I feel is that I don't get I don't get sore after runs as much. I don't. Yeah. Um, I feel a better range of motion in my legs. Yeah. So when I'm running yeah. faster, I can really. Um, so there's there's a lot to it, and I really enjoy the challenge. And there's movements that I could never do before because I was yeah. so I felt so weak in certain areas that I can now do with a lot of confidence. You know, and yeah. it, I, and it does. I mean, if you want, if the ultimate goal is to be a runner, which for everyone listening to this podcast probably is. Um, doing you don't want to do strength training that's not going to be beneficial in some way, you know, to yeah, your running. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, but like quality strength, just yeah, you know, if you, you know, I do I do some deadlifts now and again. Do I do exercises? I don't even know what they're called because I just yeah. do what she tells me. <laughs> and, and so, but um, no, it's it's great. But yeah, I can see the benefit as well. Um, 
in, I like a periodized strength program. I think it's yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. But in saying that, climbing up and going over the trail, getting very specific, going up a hill is very um, is also very good. Yeah. And, and like I said, that hills are strength training in disguise, but, you know, and yes. there is a variety of more than one way to skin a cat. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. Next one is number four. Which is me again. Go. So thou shalt run in all conditions. Mm-hmm. Not just fair weather runners here. That's right. If you want to run in the same weather all the time, take up an indoor sport. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and even then, you know, it's going to get hot indoors, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, running Too bad. Is, we're out in nature. Sometimes it's hot, yeah. sometimes it's cold, sometimes well, it's Well, like wet. I went – I ran on Saturday and Sunday and it was hot, right, hot and hot and hot in the full sun. I ran Tuesday in the rain and it was a bit cooler and it was awesome, loved yeah. it. So, you know um, – I mean, I walked out the door and it was raining, and I always say I hate walking out the door when it's raining. I don't mind if it starts while I'm out there. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm like, I need to go for my run now. I'm going. And I'm not going to sit there and go, well, I'm not going because it's raining. Yeah. Well, Tuesday I opened the roller door and turned around immediately and went back and got a jacket and then went running in in the rain. See, my uh, wet weather gear I could have swum across the oval at points. Oh. Lovely. Uh, All I don't I don't bother with rain jackets. I find they just turn into like sauna suits. It's got to be oh, yeah, really, definitely turns, really turns into a sauna suit. Yeah. Yeah, and then if they don't tie around your waist properly, so but I, how, I wore a t-shirt instead of a singlet top. That was my nod to the weather and a peak. But what? How cold does it have to be for you, Isabel, before you will wear? Because uh, there's only been a few oh, times. Definitely under. 10 um like it was like 12 degrees when i went out but it's got to be but even then under 10 i would still if it was raining unless it was really pouring down if it was just a drizzle i wouldn't i would just wear a t-shirt i wouldn't wear a rain jacket because i just know i'm going to get too hot and it's too hot it doesn't tie around your waist properly it it because it's you know has anyone no one's invented a proper well ventilated waterproof jacket it's impossible. impossible exactly so yeah. you do. Sometimes you've got to get wet, but you do have to be prepared. And I think a good um, running in all conditions, it gives you, going back to the, the commandment, it, it it toughens you up, you know. Yes, like it's, I agree. about mental toughness. You know, you go and do just an easy 10Ks when it's when it's 38 degrees out. You yeah. know, that's going to make you tough. It I'd rather run in the rain and the cold, but yes. Yeah, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like you've got to get it done sometimes. And, um, yeah. and because more often than not, I mean, the conditions are rarely perfect on race days, you know, because yeah. you don't, you, you know, we all hope, I don't know about you guys, but I'm watching the weather forecast the, uh, oh, over yes. a, a week out and I try not to lose sleep over it, but it does stress me out. But the more I train in different conditions, the more I feel prepared for whatever comes yeah. my way. Yes, because you can't, you don't know what race day is going to be like. Yeah. Um, I, I have personally raced in a blizzard. I have had lightning hit a tree within 50 metres of me in yeah. a 100k race. Um, I've had it boiling hot. Yeah, it. Yeah. And those are all just race conditions. So if I don't yeah. train in those, yeah, exactly. Then how on earth am I going to cope when I'm out there? The fact is, I couldn't hide anywhere anyway. So yeah, yeah. yeah you're better There's off knowing. Something... What you're better off knowing what the body's going to do. 
Exactly. Yes, that's it as well. Yeah. And just dress accordingly. Bring bring a jacket if you're really worried, and if it's going to be really cold, make sure you've got your thermals, and if it's going to be hot, make sure you've got I don't know a hat or if you, yeah. something you know, something to cover the skin a bit. Um, yeah, I. I, there's something very primal and enjoyable about running in really wild weather. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. It, yeah. it makes it more memorable, that's for sure. When um, you get- Ashley, based on your recommendation, I watched a YouTube thing called Running the Wainwrights, and, my God, some of the weather he had to put up with there was – Oh, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, yeah. it was crazy, but it was like, whoa, that looks awesome, even though it was just horrendous. Yeah. You know, there is something about wild and woolly weather that, yeah, is and pretty – yeah, you um, it is interesting. It's very yeah, very much like um, caveman kind of or cave person <laughs> yeah. mentality. You know, like to get out there and if you can conquer that, you feel like you can conquer anything. Um, yes. The there's still the hands down the worst conditions I've ever run in was that year that the Buffalo Stampede where we had just like crazy w- cold wind rain and it was muddy and that was the only time i've run with my thermal on and my rain jacket over the top oh wow and i wasn't overheating i was just right (laughs) you know and that was wow yeah it was it was like my my core was nice and warm everything else was a little bit cold though but (laughs) but yeah anyway conditions running in all of them yep all right let's move on shall we all right thou shalt train consistently and I yeah. think consistency, for me personally, I, that's I almost think number cons- one. Yeah, I think that's probably number one. Consistency is the single most important thing. And I have a I have a self rule here, and that is, if I finish a training session, I need to finish with just enough energy that I can yeah. go out and run again straight away. Yes, and this is yeah. what I always say. That's how you should feel. That's how to tie back into the eighty twenty thing as well, because that's how you know you're running easy enough. Yeah. 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 And that way I know that now that I'll I'll refuel within, you know, forty minutes to an hour and then I'll be good again to go again the next day or the next session if the next session is that afternoon. So yeah. Training train train less and more often rather than training in yes. big smacks of it. Yeah. Yep. It, yeah. it just training haphazardly, you know, big days and then nothing for three days and then big, day, you know, it's just a recipe for injury and yeah, yeah. It's yeah. and the thing is, it doesn't mean you have to. I mean, yeah, like uh, give me someone who runs just five kilometers every day without yeah. fail, you know, that that they make the long term gains, you know, and um, we we don't want to um, like you say, Isabel, just be sporadic with our training. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't get us anywhere. But um, I like I I think I've I've had a, a client who I coached for some time and he came to me and he was running 50 kilometers a week right and he um but he kept getting injured and he said he always felt tired but he was only running three days a week so he yeah, was doing it's not 50, enough. 50 kilometers spread out over those three days yeah and he was and I said okay so first thing I did was made him run six days a week but made him only run 45 kilometers a week. And he felt immediate within two weeks. He's like, "Oh, this is much easier." He was doing smaller runs. Yeah, yeah. But he was running more frequently, and yeah. then it was very easy to up his mileage. And he got yeah. his, he got his mileage up to a hundred k's a week easily, you know, yeah. because he wow. was able to yeah. That's bounce right. back. Yeah, over, I mean, that was yeah. over like almost twelve months. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Don't don't yeah. everyone think, oh, I can go from 50 to 100 in, in two weeks. Yeah. It doesn't run, work that way. Run more often. Your body will respond yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a good All righty. It's king. All right. Whose turn is it? Is it me? Yeah. It is your turn. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thou shalt train hiking. Exactly. Because <laughs> we hiked up that mountain to get the commandments. Yes, we did. And, and we definitely had to hike down because they were they were pretty heavy. Well, there's yeah. certainly research that shows that hiking up mountains is um, as effective, if not more effective, than trying to run them. I would I would hazard a guess that it's even more because you're not redlining it, like if you're trying to run up it, That's and you exactly don't right. want your heart rate to to redline. Once you do that, you can't really get back from that. Especially hiking, yeah. Yeah, especially in a race, you know. So yeah. yeah. That's um interesting. Because I wasn't – it's very specific to longer events and mountainous events, obviously. But I think yeah. even in a fairly flat race, um, if it's long, I think it's important to still take um, hiking breaks. You know, if you're doing yeah, 100 yeah. – you know, it's very hard to run 100 kilometres on the flat, you know, and not walk some of it. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. It shows yeah. – it, it certainly the, even if you're doing like a 15-minute, two-minute, so 15 minutes of running, two minutes of walking. Yes. That's enough to get the oh, elasticity do you, you do back 15 minutes. Muscles. You do 15 minutes and two, do you? Oh, sometimes, yeah. Because I, I try to keep it a 15-minute block, so then I would go 13 and oh, two so or 14 and one. The hour. Yeah, yep. because that makes it easier on my brain, my, my simple yeah. brain. And yeah. when you get fatig- mentally fatigued, it's hard yeah. to calculate It's even things. more important, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. It's worth, yeah. Sorry, what you were saying, Ashley? Yeah, like. Uh, yeah, so the elasticity, the elasticity? Um, remo- uh, comes back to your muscle. Yeah. So yeah, with yeah. two minutes of walking. Um, yes. Quite yeah. amazing. And the, the, the other thing that I would like to add here, which is just a bit off topic, is if you are actually having a lot of trouble in a race and things aren't moving properly, mm. try crawling for 20 minutes. <laughs> really? And no, yeah, seriously, <laughs> it actually I was going to say, well, crawling, though. Who's going yeah. to do that? It resets the brain. It, be, I've heard that what you should do. I've heard you should do a sprint. Yeah, I've heard that um, a, a fifteen meter sprint or something. Yeah, like a yeah. little sprint resets yeah. everything, and everyone goes, "Oh no, I couldn't sprint." Like when you're feeling fatigued, sprint for yeah. you know a few seconds, and that's meant. But crawling, I don't know. I, I would feel that would be like giving up. No, it, both work. But as crawling, long as you're crawling forward. in particular, it is it is a resetting, or it's it's like hitting. Control delete on a computer. It really is. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm, mm. One of the things um, I'm, you know, I mentioned the other week about my run that I did on the flat through Adelaide, and it was 60 k's, and I walked one kilometer out of every 10 kilometers. So that was a, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a lot. Like I was doing that based on time. You know, I was oh, sorry on distance. You know, and the diff. Yeah. The other thing is you um. It helps because the biomechanics of your, you know, like it's a different activity, you know, walking yeah. is, feels different. And so everything gets to recover. But it's also a great opportunity to have a good eat and a good drink if you walk for a couple of minutes. Yes, I agree. Definitely. And so then you can go, okay, even if you're doing it for thir- running for 13 minutes and then walking for two, you can make the most of that 13 minutes. You know, like you can actually yeah. go, okay, I can actually run a couple of Ks in the next 13 minutes instead of half a kilometre. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Especially and if I you're trying to either eat solid food or a goo and actually yeah. get the thing down. Yeah. yeah. 
and there's one more thing on that the steepness of a terra of the terrain um there was a, a study done and look I think I heard it on another podcast. I heard it on the Science of Ultra, and he interviewed. They, they got a, a treadmill, and they they got a, spe, a custom made treadmill for this study, and they got and they were able to jack it up to um, forty five degrees. Yeah, so that's a yeah, steep hill. So like, yeah, yeah. Yes, they, I listened to this podcast too. Yeah. Yeah, and I I can't remember the specifics, but I think no. they said it became the most um, walking became more economical at about twenty. At twenty percent. Yes, that's um, right. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. So that's um something to keep in mind, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Mind you, I'd, I'd love to see anyone running consistently up a twenty percent grade. Ooh. It depends on the distance as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you can sprint it for a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. I think in an ultra, I think almost how yeah. how like what at what point will you walk a hill, Isabel? Like well, and there, there's another study I've read that you know when they've um, studied people who run and hike, the, they, the body just seems to know when it is the right time. And to me, it's just when it's the right time. And then I'll start running again just when it feels like the right time to run. Yeah. Because it's almost like those running muscles have rested while I'm hiking and then I can run again. <clears throat> yeah. And then it's like those running muscles are getting fatigued up the hill and my body goes, oh, yeah, no, time to use the hiking muscles. And so it's, it's more intuitive rather than I don't plan it. Yeah, and by doing it a lot, you actually get faster at hiking. That's the yes, important thing. Yes, yeah. and that's why I say we say train hiking because people who don't train hiking walk, and and there's that's a true. difference. Between, yeah, there's a difference between walking and hiking, and if you don't train it in the race, you're just going to walk, and you'll see those people who have been training it, they're motoring on ahead. How fast do you walk up it? Do you uh, hike? What's your it, aim? It, uh, I don't. Once again, you don't be, aim for a pace because every hill is a different gradient and a different surface. But I aim to be. You know, I'm swinging my arms and I'm working hard. If I haven't got and or I'm using poles, but either way, I'm my heart rate is still up there. It's yeah. I'm not redlining it. It's not like I'm running and redlining it, but it's still at you know. It's working. Yeah, I'm not down at 120 or 130 or something. Yeah. Yeah. For me really personally, good. I'm aiming for 7.30 to 10 minutes, depending on the terrain. It depends on the terrain. It, if it's really steep, you might be at 10.30, 11. Like, it just depends. Yeah. Mm. All righty. Okay. Is it my turn now? Sure. Or, is it? Yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah, it now. I just, I, it doesn't really matter at this point. Because <laughs> yeah. This, All right. Thou shalt ink, eat and drink. I almost said ink. Eat and drink properly. My two so, – well – Eating is so McDonald's and Dan hobby. Murphy's next to each other, perfect. Exactly. <laughs> You're speaking my language, no, I don't like Maccas. I don't like Maccas. I do like Dan Murphy's though. <laughs> um. Well, okay, yeah. So. Yeah. So, so for instance, I I ran this morning and I just took it easy because I was feeling a bit tired and I did strength work. So I came home and I had my my oats with um, protein powder. So I'm getting my carbs, my protein. You know, milk with some fats in it because I would only I only drink full cream milk. I don't drink that low fat crap. You know, um, so really trying to get good nutrients in. Then you know, lunch is salad and a protein and that sort of stuff. So I think you've really got to be careful about what you eat and make sure that it's really good quality and enough. That you should not be walking around starving, hungry all the time. No. I, I want to add something here. I don't know if you guys have noticed this phenomenon in yourselves, but as my mileage increases, 
Mm-hmm. My diet naturally gets better and better because I yeah. can't do the mileage unless I'm mm. eating the right fuel. To be honest, I always eat clean, so I don't yeah. know. But I do. I I can sort of agree. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Your body craves better food. Oh, better. it does. It craves better food. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, and that's it's good. And like you sort of think, well, I've put in all this work. Why would I ruin it by having yeah. like something something that's full of trans fat and or yeah. too, way way too much sugar? You know. Um. So. Yeah. yeah I'm. Do you do you want to know if I want to destroy myself so as yeah. I can't run? I only yeah. have to eat a chocolate sundae. Oh really? And that's it. I'm I'm out for a week. Oh wow! Yeah, it just yeah. destroys me. I may as well just be drinking poison. Well, you basically are at the end of the day. Well, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think. And look, the eating and drinking properly thing, and you've got to. There's so many different approaches to dieting and train, and there's, there's look. I don't want to dig in too deeply to this because it's a massive topic and mm. it, for some reason it's a very emotive topic for people mm. um, yes but, because it's yes emotive yeah. is correct so things like um and i won't go into why i i think if you're going to get into um into training properly for a longer race really i think it's almost worth checking out um, a sports dietitian and i say mm. dietitian more as um because it's there's a difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Um, dietitians have had to spend a lot more time studying their craft and to yeah. understand nutrition. I mean, you know, but um, the, you know, it's a university degree to, to become yeah. a dietitian. And but the thing is, I um, I think there's nothing beats a balanced diet, and it's not just about when you're running, like what you eat during a race. You know, yeah. some, I think sometimes in a race we have to just I think you have to go in with a plan, but you might often just eat what you can in a race, yeah. you know. But well, uh, in, a, in a race, I can pretty much eat whatever yeah. my body's craving at that point in time. Yes, yes, yeah. But it's around it's train it's around training as well, like what you eat post run, you know, like um, and then on yeah. your days off even, you know. Yeah. So yeah. a balanced diet is always best, I think. Yeah. I've got to say that I'm looking forward to lunch. Yes. <laughs> well, I've only just eaten breakfast, but I'm looking forward to lunch too. Great. All righty. What's next? Is it my Probably. turn? Yeah. Oh, number eight. Is it my? I believe it's mine. No. Yeah. No. It's Ashley. Ashley. Okay. Yes. This, sh- this one's excellent for me. Thou mm. shall not skimp on sleep. Mm. Okay. Now, I totally agree with this because um, having having cancer these days, I sleep more than everybody. I swear. But um, in all honesty, sleep is the single best recovery method yeah. the human body has ever developed. And uh, in my recent reading, it's been very interesting, actually, that we don't actually muscularly fatigue. It's our brain that fatigues, and that is what needs the sleep. Yeah. yeah. But you need sleep. And if you start to cut sleep, you have adverse reactions with stress levels with cortisol levels which is stress um you actually gain weight you actually lose weight if you sleep properly Um, you don't recover from the exercise and and you're likely to get injured so there's all these things so sleep you know if someone if someone says to me oh what should i do this week um you know to improve my training try sleeping a bit more because in a in a modern life 
with screens, etc. Everybody has a tendency. Oh, yeah. I did it last night. I was reading a great book. And next minute I looked at the clock and went, holy dooly, it's midnight. I'm getting up oh, at 3 my God. I'm yeah. getting up at 3 a.m. to go running. Um, hang on. Get sleep. So I'll pay for that That's this still not enough. No, no, no. That was nowhere near enough, and that's why I say I'll pay for that this afternoon. Um, yeah. So, you know, you get caught up in things, but you really do have to go, right, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep. Great book I'm reading, I've got to say. Um, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's um, – so the, the, the general recommendation is for athletes, and this probably applies to most people, but most athletes need between seven to nine hours of sleep a night. I think yeah. to effectively function and um, maybe not happen every night. I, um, but you know, it might mean going to bed a bit earlier, buying an eye mask. To, I have to, a um, bedtime reminder that comes up on my phone at quarter to nine. It's time it to says, start winding down. Start to get ready for bed because I try to be in bed by 9.15 every night, but I, I get up at 4am every day. So, yeah, you know, um, but yeah, I think, and as it is, I could probably fall asleep right now. Um, no but, offense, it's not the podcast; it's just me. <laughs> yeah, it's the you know that afternoon thing. But um, I think sleep. Oh, one benefit of COVID was the amount of sleep I got for the first time in a very long time. I felt fully rested. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's another thing that like. Like, is it just because you were, you were stuck at home and so you just did? Yeah, well, just, it wasn't yeah. right to do anything except sleep. Yeah, but that's good. You needed it. And I yes. think you had a lot of other stress going on in your life. And yes. it's amazing what your body um, learns when it sleeps. I know that sounds really weird, but I, I remember oh, I, yeah. there's a documentary with uh, Dr. Michael Mosley, who is a British guy, does a lot of um, docos on diets and, and yeah. all sorts of interesting things. And he did a – it was a sleep study and there mm-hmm. was a um, – they he was sta- being they were doing sleep deprivation on people yeah. and they were getting them yeah. to do these tests and um, one of the thing the tests that they did was they got a, a sample group and they they got the other the group who were the control group and they got they taught them all how to do a, a very basic dance like okay. these are the steps to the dance and then the sample group had to stay awake and do a bunch of other stuff and stay awake all night. And then, but the group that had learned, they all had the same amount of lessons and the dance. Yeah. The, but the control group got to go and have their eight hours sleep. They came back the next day and they all could do the dance, even though they yeah. had no extra yeah. practice. But it was yeah. because your brain rehearses movements, it rehearses things. And as it's repairing, there's a lot going on in your sleep. It's, so it's processing everything that's happened during your day and it's storing. It like it uses that time to store things like say on your hard drive basically as opposed to just you know and not so in depth. It, it it's it's so important on so many levels. Absolutely. It actually it actually lays down more myelin in the yep. brain that yeah. allows the nerve the electron to travel down the nerve at a faster yep. rate. Yeah. So if you're running, and also because it's, it's a neuromuscular running is a neuromuscular activity, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 especially if you're doing it running faster, running technical or whatever, doing, you have to, you know, your body has to yeah. be really ready for that. And so, yeah, drawing new pathways. Um, mm. All right, that's good. We've, we're getting strong. That was number eight, I believe. Yep, good, because I've got um, 10 minutes done? left. Great. Yep. So are we still just going down the list? Um, yes, as we in, are. So this next Who one was is next? One I, oh, that's I, you. It's me. I didn't vote yeah. for this one, but that's only because – 
I um, it was hard to find the right thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's funny because the reason I put the, added that one into the possible list was because we spoke about it on the podcast the other week, and you were saying, "Oh, big, yeah." You get everybody to do strides, and I thought, "Oh, well, yeah. that you know that was based on what you said," and then you didn't even vote for it. I know. Well, guess what? I, I <laughs> look. I'm a big believer. I know. So thou number number nine is yep. thou shalt. Do strides mm-hmm. regularly, I should yes. um, Okay, Daniel, can you please explain to myself and the listeners what are strides? Okay, I would love to explain it. It's Okay, I'll, first I'll explain what they are and then I'll explain how I how they should they could be done. Okay, so basically strides are small... Um, short accelerations that are done either during a warm-up mm-hmm. or at the end of a workout. And um, the idea is that you are running close to your top speed for just a few seconds, but you're building up to it. And it's an opportunity to reinforce uh, technique and um, and then that drawing those neuromuscular pathways, okay? Yep. So that you um you look at a good runner they a, a good runner generally looks good because they have good technique you know and they're so def- so to just to summarise that they are short yeah. sprints hundred metres or so don't, that, I don't, use- that don't involve getting your heart rate through the roof so you don't have mm. to spend forever recovering yeah. from them but yeah. in saying that I expect my athletes to have a full one minute minimum recovery that, yes there's a couple of things there. Don't use the term sprints because yeah, that, it's not a sprint. Yeah. Because it, because the thing is, they these should not be taxing and they mm. should not feel like work. They they should feel mm, yeah. maybe a little bit like work. I don't yeah, know. They should I, I flow know. nicely. They should yes, flow definitely that's it. and long recovery. So yes. um, you know the recovery should for these is probably twice as long as what they ta- they take yep. to do. You know yep. so. Um, a hundred That's why I say a, a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And so the idea is to run with good form. I always get people to visualize um, their Usain Bolt, and <laughs> for, but only. But you, so what? The way I break it down is like this. I I, I have a, and I don't do them act exactly a hundred meters, but I will go. Okay, there's a hundred meters ish, and yeah. I will slowly accelerate over the first yeah. twenty meters, and I'll yeah. build up, and then in the then. For the next 20 or 30 metres, I will be running running tall, running with good form yeah. at near top speed. And so much faster than my race pace, faster, probably faster than my 5K pace even, um, or maybe like 1K rep pace. And But then after about 20 or 30 metres, I slow down gradually and yeah. then I – and then I slow down to a walk, and then I turn around and walk that entire distance. Yes, back. I walk yeah. the recovery too. Yep. Yeah, you want to keep the blood flowing. Yeah, and I like get... the active recovery. Yeah. Yeah, and and then um, those people go, but what's the point of that? It's so short. It's a neuromuscular thing. Yes. So you're yeah. you're sending messages that this is the technique. So if you're even if you're training for a hundred miles, do strides. Yeah, this is still important. Yeah, yep. because it's going to make you more effect, efficient technique-wise. Yep. Um, yep. And so they're, they're super important. I read somewhere – oh, no, I forget. I think I read – someone said you should run fast every day, even if you – and that means 
even if it means a handful of strides. Yeah. You know? So, it's, and like strides literally will take up. If you're going at doing a 10 kilometer run, I sometimes, I will just pop them in in the last kilometer. I'll go. About how many would you do? Like four I'll, or five? or? I would do five probably. You know, yeah. usually I do, because what I do, I will go sometimes on my regular loop, I'll go, I'll get to the nine kilometer mark. Yeah. And then the last kilometer, I'll, I'll do a 100 meter stride, then I'll walk 100 meters, then a 100 yes, meter yes. stride. And that's how yeah. I'll finish my run off. And yeah. it's, um, yeah, so anyway, that strides very useful, but I didn't vote for it. <laughs> I know. I, was, I thought that would be the first thing you would vote for. No, oh, there's too many other good topics. I okay. know. What there's right, there's definitely on. some good ones in there. Last one. Because I've got to get going. All righty, last one is Thou Shalt Get Regular Massage, and I added foam roll because I know not everyone can go out. I mean, I'd love to get a weekly massage. Unfortunately, that's not quite within my, you know, budget so when you can't then foam roll or spiky ball roll or use your theragun or tens machine or something yeah okay i don't like this one as much but yeah, it's so I'm... important yeah do you know what i've been getting like i haven't had a massage in ages like and oh everything was so stiff and my back was painful and i was just oh my legs felt heavy and oh, i was uh, uh, I got a massage and the next two days I ran so well and I didn't feel like I was 100 anymore. I felt so good. Yeah. That's why I put that in just because it made me remember why I used to get a massage every two weeks because it seriously makes a difference. Um, I'm just thinking, how about you, Ash? Have you done mass- got massages very often? Uh It'd be, it'd be five or six years since I've had a massage. Oh, my um, word. So, but having said that, I foam roll and yeah. I ball roll and I spiky yeah. ball roll and I have literally sitting beside my bed right now one of those rollers that you hold with two hands and you run yeah. up and down your calf. Um, I would do that two, three times a day. Oh, a day. Like just okay. for, yeah, just for just for like I don't sit there and do a half hour session. I'll do like two yeah, minutes yeah. on one muscle, and then I'll go yeah. and do whatever else I'm doing. And it'll just be one of those things where I go, oh, yep, I'll roll my feet out now, yeah. and I'll just roll yeah. my feet out. So it's just this continuous process, and I literally just have the stuff out all the time. So that every time I walk past it, I yeah. just do either a spiky ball or a roller or a foam, and it's just a couple minutes. It's See, less to be painful honest, when I get it done. I, I don't do that, which is probably why. I needed the massage so bad. Wow. Do you know what I mean? And what, and what about you, Daniel? You just you just tough it out. Suffer. I just I'm just my my legs are steel springs, and so I don't need to massage them. They're just foot made of steel. No, um, I find or, co- I, or concrete yeah, no, ones. Yeah. yeah. So when no. was the last time you did something? Oh no, look, I do. I use the spiky ball. I do okay. on my feet a lot. I find my feet are the area that gets the, get the sorest. Um, I. I guess this one really feeds into also like things like stretching and stuff, which we don't really. I mean, I don't. I very rarely stretch, if I'm being honest. And um, yeah, me too. And, but I guess I'm. What I'm trying to get at is we need to look after our body. Yeah. You can't just expect it to keep running every day. As good as sleep is and all those sorts of things, you need to work on mobility and you need to yeah. either stretch, massage something. And I don't know. I don't want to make it too much of a generalization here, but in saying that, I'm going to. And listeners, correct me if, if I'm wrong, but I seem to find that it's mainly men who are 
don't get onto the massage bandwagon. Yeah. Would I be right? Like a oh, lot of guys I know go, oh, no, I don't get massages, whereas women tend to more. Probably true. I've got um, a couple of guys. I've got one guy I know who's he's, um, he gets a massage every week and he's doing big yeah. mileage and yeah. uh, one of the guys I coach. I honestly, yeah, I honestly yeah. think if you're doing big mileage, you need yeah. regular massage. But remember, like, I'm just thinking back to that that book, Good to Go, by Ash Christy yeah. Ashwanden. Ash yeah. Like, that mentioned about that. And I don't know, like, what the what was the sort of the evidence-based sort of stuff about? Well, I mean, she I, said there wasn't any, but I'm... It feels good. Do it. And I mean, honestly, I think, for me, like, I've yeah. been having terrible back pain because I, um, I used to be a mountain biker and I had a fall many years ago and fractured a vertebrae and dislocated my hips and a few different, you know, uh, yeah. really stuffed up that area. And now I get, you know, back pain and I had massage and cupping and everything. And it's been a week now and or nearly a week and I haven't had any back pain since the massage. Yeah. Right. And it had been ongoing every day. So I don't know. That's not just the placebo effect. I I would like to add something here. And that is to say that I used to get acupuncture, massage and – cupping or something similar done regularly when I first really started to build into running. Yeah. And then once I had got probably four or five years of solid weeks of training, and when I say solid weeks of training, probably between 40 and and 80 kilometres a week back then, Yeah. I found that I didn't need to go and pay for that service anymore and I could do it myself with the tools that I had, which was, you know, yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. And that's where I've ended up. Um, and I I think that the range of motion is incredibly important to keep, and hence why I, I do treat myself every day, yeah. but I don't go and actually go and see somebody mm. unless I've pushed it to the point where I'm starting to head towards an injury or I have got yeah. an acute injury yeah it's, i think it's valid i think there's a lot of i think you're I'd, i'll give i'll pay i'll definitely pay it but it's just not something <laughs> that i've done a lot of um and i have had massages and stuff over the years and i'll be quick to and i know this is the last one because we've done it but mm. I, i'll be quick to go and see a um like a, a physiotherapist um yeah. and that's not massage but someone who will give me the they, they might sometimes yeah, do like yeah. physio stuff on the legs like whether it's sort of some kind of release um when there's tightness and things like that and like i've done had dry needling and i guess yeah. all that kind of feeds into it doesn't it and uh, yeah it's all it's all in the same vein yes yeah, but is, I, mean, yes. I i agree taking um taking care of your muscles and your joints yes. um everything is good but hopefully you don't need to and so that's good and also there's that sense of relaxation that comes along with it knowing that you you're taking care of your body and it that sent, and you re, when you relax, you release yeah. um, the good yeah. hormones in your brain. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but that's a great. There's our top ten. Our, our sorry, our ten commandments. So I guess for um, our listeners, they can tell us tell us what you think, where mm. where, where you agree. Do, do they think disagree. we missed anything that was particularly important? We definitely missed things. Oh, I'm sure we did, but you know, what, was there some done. that they think um, Trump really Trump the ten? Yeah, yeah, Trump Excuse, Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of using the Trump word anymore. But <laughs> yes, Trump ten. Um, mm. <laughs> we um, 
I definitely would. There's a couple that we can we can talk about probably next week that we left off. Um, well, um, we'll, next week are we going to be talking the top oh. ten top ten commandments for tra- racing? Is that what we, was that was yeah, that the plan? Yeah, let's do that. Let's yeah, do that. let's yeah. do that. Top, top ten yeah. for racing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because they're they're a little bit different. They are absolutely. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We could yep. be this. We could just do top tens for. There's so many different top tens we could oh, do. Oh, there is. Yeah. <laughs> People love them. Alrighty. Well, I've <laughs> got to go and get a tattoo, so I'm going to love you and leave you. Oh yeah, that's right. You're getting a tattoo of um. Of Dan Andrews in a love heart. That's right. <laughs> I bet you are. Um, well, you can uh, please post photos of your yes, tattoo. Yes, yes, I will. I yeah. will. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. All right. Shall we say farewell to our um, our lovely audience? Yes, yes. Thank you for joining us once again, and we hope that this uh, podcast was of interest and value to you. And if you think it was, it'd be really awesome if you could go over, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. Even, even if you hate iTunes. it, rate, rate yeah. review, and subscribe. No, yeah, no, <laughs> not if you hate it. That's okay. Just just don't do anything if you hate <laughs> it. They just won't listen. <laughs> yeah, just don't listen. That's yeah. easy. Yep. Yep. Right. Yes. Okay, I'm going to say right. au revoir. Thank you. Au revoir. Say, au revoir. Oh, sayonara. Say au revoir. You stole my phone. <laughs> well, at least goodbye. I was going with something different. Sayonara. What were you saying? Oh, sayonara. Yes. Yeah. Nice one. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. See ya.